Welcome to the Diet by God's Design podcast. The goal of this podcast is to help you return to God's design for healthy living so you can balance your hormones and heal your body naturally. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to today's episode. In the last episode, we talked about personal convictions and we applied Romans 14 to our biblical living with diet and health. And so today we're going to talk about health and how the world defines it and how we are not to define it. The curse of social media. I hate social media. The minute you get on, you're inundated with picture-perfect moments of other people's lives. There are pictures of women who are thin and fit and can pull off a sports bra. Not that I want to post a picture of me and mine, or you probably don't want to post a picture of you and yours. But you see they're pretty and well-organized homes. They even have time to do their makeup, though no one knows how they have the time. Confidence just radiates off them. Then you read the captions. Everyone is talking about how much energy they have all day. They don't need a a midday coffee or tea. Then, before you know it, envy sets in. Why can't you have their body? Or just a clean home would be nice. The number one problem with health envy is that you start to use others' projection of healthiness to determine what healthiness is and looks like. And unfortunately, health is often idealized, meaning we define health by all the good things we see and none of the bad. It's often also idolized, especially on social media. Health is. It's okay to want to look and feel healthy. There is a healthy desire that God designed us to have to want to look and feel healthy. Women want to embody beauty, and that's good. He designed that to be good. But we have to define health and beauty the way God does, because there is a thin line between health and vanity. So let's see how the Bible defines health. Defining healthy as God does. The following are several verses from the Old and New Testaments about what health is. From the Old Testament. Quote, Abraham prayed to God and God healed, uh, healed Abimelech and his wife and his maid so that they bore children. End quote. That's Genesis twenty seventeen. Exodus twenty one eighteen through 19. If men have a quarrel and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist and he does not die but remains in bed, if he gets up and walks around outside on his staff, then he who struck him shall go unpunished. He is only to pay for the loss of time and shall take care of him until he is completely healed. Leviticus 13.18 Regarding the Levitical law on infectious diseases like leprosy is what this verse is talking about. Quote, When the body has a boil on its skin and it is healed. End quote. Deuteronomy 28.27 This is when God was telling the Israelites the consequences of breaking the covenant between him and God in them. Quote, the Lord will smite you with the boils of Egypt and with tumors and with the scab and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. End quote. The words I tell, I, I emphasize in the verses above come from the Hebrew word Rapha. According to Abraham's biblical dictionary, the fundamental meaning of this word is Quote, to restore, namely to a previously enjoyed state of proper functioning. End quote. The word and its derivatives are used not only in reference to people, but with nations and land, which I think is very interesting. Let's move on to the New Testament word for health. This is from Luke 5, 31. 
And Jesus answered and said to them, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. Luke 7.10, this is referring to a centurion's centurion's slave who was sick and near death before Jesus healed him. Quote, When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. End quote. Luke 15.27, this is talking about the parable of the prodigal son. Quote, And the servant said to the older brother, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. End quote. The words I emphasize in the above verses come from the Greek word, hongiaino. It looks like hygiene. Sorry, I totally butchered that word. I don't know Greek, but... This word is where we get the word hygiene from. According to Bible Hub, it means to be free from debilitation, incapacity, or handicap. So, hence, functionally, holistically, with all parts working together. Its meaning is opposite of having a debilitating disease. So, the New Testament uses health to mean physically, like a physical health, not so you're not sick. But the Old Testament has a fuller, I think, bigger, broader concept of health. So I want to focus on that word from here on out. So just to remind you, Rafa means to restore or to return to a previously enjoyed state of proper functioning. But now you may be asking, what is proper functioning and restored to what? Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 28, I think, gives us a great picture of what God was restoring the Israelites to. It is also important to note that when God talked about the restoration or healing of the people of Israel, he linked their healing with their obedience to him. And side note, since your time is most likely short, I highlighted only parts of this chapter instead of the whole chapter. However, I highly recommend you read the whole chapter. It's great. This is Deuteronomy 28, 1-6. Now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All the blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body, and the produce of your ground, and the offspring of your beasts the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. However, so that's the end of that that passage. Now we come to the second half of Deuteronomy 28, which tells us what happens when the Israelites disobeyed, what happened to their health. Quote, But it shall be, Come about, if you do not obey the Lord your God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes with which I charge you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send upon you curses, confusion, and rebuke in all you undertake to do. Until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds, because you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the pestilence cling to you until he has consumed you from the land where you are entering to possess it. 
The Lord will smite you with consumption and with fever and with inflammation and with fiery heat and with the sword and with blight and with mildew, and they will pursue you until you perish. That was from Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 22. So what does this mean? From the verses in Deuteronomy, we can definitely tell what health isn't. It isn't how many likes your half-naked body gets on social media. It isn't being bikini ready come summer. It isn't having, it, it isn't having, losing all the baby weight a month after baby is born. We can get so caught up in appearances thanks to social media that we forget true health is more meaningful than that. Health is not skin deep, but it goes all the way to the soul. Therefore, it's more than exercising or eating the right diet. It's more than the number on the scale. It's about obedience. From the meaning of the Hebrew word for healing and health, Rapha, we can see that true health is the restoration of the whole body, physical, spiritual, and mental. That health can only be found when we submit our lives to Jesus, repent of blocking him out of certain, if not all, areas of our life, and bring every area, including our diet and health, under his dominion. Do not be deceived by the health experts out there. Obedience to God is the source of true healing. Not their supplements, not their shots, not their prescription drugs, and not their diets. As as we read in Deuteronomy 28, it says that God puts these things that causes our health to go bad. He puts them in our lives. And, you know, going back to not above the consequences of our actions, that rule, diet rule that I have, is... <clears throat> That is saying that our actions, you know, when we live against the instructions God gave us in the Bible, the natural consequence is our health suffers for it. And so there's this natural punishment, I guess you can say. It's not that God is saying, oh, you've been bad. I'm going to punish you. It's I gave you instructions and you're refusing to follow them. So if you're not going to follow them, you're going to have to face the natural consequences. That's what that diet rule about we're not above our consequences is saying. And I th- I truly believe Deuteronomy 28 is embodying what happens when we don't obey the instructions God has given us. In Leviticus 14, he tells us that mold is bad. But how many of us care if we have moisture in our house or in our cars? We pay natural consequences for disobeying the Old Testament rules. And that's not to say that, you know, this is everybody. It's not, oh, well, I'm going to exclude believers from these consequences or I'm going to just give them to non-believers. That's not true. It's whoever obeys the natural laws or doesn't. That's how consequences are. Punishment, shall you say, is is delivered. Uh, it reminds me of that verse that God reigns on the believer and the non-believer. It's the same with this. So all this saying, I know there's a lot of health experts out there and they're worried about cutting every single source of, of contaminant that can harm our health, but we just can't. I mean, a lot of it is obedience to God. There's a lot of things we're exposed to and we do the best with what we can. I also want to say, do not be deceived by the women or men out there who post pictures of their skinny fit bodies. Okay, being healthy is more than just their looks. Our looks are only skin deep. So otherwise, if you just focus on your on looks or all the people who do focus just on their looks, they're just like empty whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but spiritually dead on the inside. So we can never take health out of the full picture. It's the full picture always, physical, spiritual, and mental. So application. 
Next time you're scrolling through social media and begin to hear that little voice in the background that tells you that you're a failure with your health, just remember that we don't define health like the world does. Being and feeling healthy is important. Don't get me wrong here. However, it is only out of an obedient, repentant heart that true, meaningful health and healing can happen. I'm convinced that if we bring our diet and health under Christ's dominion by returning to God's design for diet and living, that's where we will find true, wholesome healing. Not only will we be able to heal our bodies, but our minds will be clear. We will be able to embody the fruits of the Spirit better, and our reliance on and gratitude for God will grow deeper. That's all I have for this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can go to the blog article for this episode and leave them there. Thanks for listening. Before you go, can you help me out real quick and write a review or rate this podcast on the platform you're listening on? That way, this podcast can get out to more women who need to hear that they can heal their bodies naturally too. Thanks so much.